Welcome and greetings, career-minded superstars. You are listening to the exclusive Career Coach, your podcast for all things career. And I'm Lisa Edwards, the indispensable career coach for superstars just like you. Now let's dig into this week's topic, shall we? Hi guys, how's it going? How are your holidays? We're going to talk today about some career things to contemplate during the holidays. So, you know, while your belly is full of tryptophan and turkey and cranberry sauce and all of the things, here are some things to be kind of contemplating. As a reminder, I always want to be your career coach. So when you're ready to take this work from consuming the free podcast, consuming the free webinars, as many of you are doing, that I have every Thursday at 4 o'clock p.m. Eastern, and you're ready to work one-on-one with someone who can help you take it faster, further than you could on your own, reach out to me. Um, the My link is in the show notes. You can schedule a call. It's a one-hour call. And in that consult, I'm going to ask you where you are now, where you want to be, what are you trying to achieve, and we're going to prescribe for you what it's going to take for you to get where you want to go. So I am here for you, and I look forward to the opportunity to speak with you one-on-one. I want to break this conversation about your career things to contemplate during the holidays into kind of directed at those of you that are unemployed right now and those of you that are employed. I'm going to focus mostly on the employed because I've put so much content out there to help the unemployed during COVID recently. I will start with the unemployed, but I'm going to spend more time talking to the the employed among you. So unemployed, the first thing I want to do is highly recommend listening to episode number 154, where I talked with life coach Jane Springer, and we talked about cleaning up your mind drama around your job search and the places that that tends to show up and what what to do about it. It's so important for you to look at your current job search situation with honesty and compassion and gentleness while also telling yourself the truth about the situation. So I'm not talking about being delusional and being, you know, a Pollyanna, but I am talking about not beating yourself up. So I think that's step number one is is really looking at your mind drama and what you're telling yourself. So please listen to episode number 154. The holidays are a really great time to evaluate your job search strategy. So what are you doing for your job search and what are you getting traction on? And let me tell you right now, and I want to be very clear, if your quote unquote job search is looking at job boards every day or receiving notices uh, in your inbox um, from, you know, two or three or more sites, that is not a job search. Please hear that. That is not a job search. That is doing what some large percentage of the U.S. population and maybe the world does on a regular basis, even if they're not looking for a job. That is not a job search. That is looking at job boards. So if you are doing more than looking at job boards, then maybe you have a job search strategy. So what are you doing and what is effective and what isn't? Is there anything in there that you can eliminate? Is there anything in there that you can tweak and do it better? Is there something that you need to add to your job search arsenal? And that is often when people will come to me for uh, wanting to work one-on-one with me is that they know that what they're doing isn't working. They just don't know what else there is or how to do it. I think this is also a really great time to just evaluate if you still want to move in the same direction. So, you know, you have the option at any time of career pivoting or career changing, and I'll make it very clear what those two things are. I've talked about them on the podcast before, but I just want to make sure that you're not, you're not moving in a direction that 
no longer makes sense for you. Maybe it never made sense for you. And nor do I want you to make a career pivot or a career change as a knee-jerk reaction. So the way that I define a career pivot is just like in basketball when you pivot. You know, if you're not bouncing the ball, you're not dribbling, you have to keep one foot solid on the ground and you can pivot with the other foot. So career pivots in my definition is you are changing function, job function. So you're going from accounting to, I don't know, customer service, or you are changing job industries. You are moving from, you know, manufacturing into consumer product goods. That is a pivot. You're keeping one foot in either your job function or your industry. A career change is when you are changing both of those things. You are going from being an accountant in the manufacturing industry to being a customer service representative in consumer products goods. The problem with that, and I've talked about it on the podcast before, the problem is that you are competing with people who have both industry and function experience. And then you're going to have a group of people who have one or the other. And here you're going to be at the bottom of the list with neither of those things. So I want you to be careful about that. Having said that, depending on your circumstance, depending on the industry and job function that you were in, it may make total sense. I just don't want it to be a knee-jerk reaction in response to a difficult job search market or your perceived inability to get a job in, in, in the area that you had worked in. So really just evaluating, do I want to stay in the same trajectory, looking for the same kind of job? This is a great opportunity if you're going to change course, or if you just want to reaffirm your commitment to the direction that you were heading in, the Christmas holidays is a great time to do that. Okay, let's talk to the employed among you now. So I've got 13 questions that I want you to recommend, that I recommend you contemplate during the holidays. And these are all in the show notes, so you're welcome to grab these questions. And I wouldn't necessarily suggest that you journal all 13 of them. You can, but you may just see a couple of them that really resonate with you and you think, okay, I really want to do a deep dive on these. So grab yourself a notebook and write. So here are the questions and I'm going to kind of narrate them as I go. Number one, what do I truly love about my current job? I just think that that's such a, this is such a great time over the holidays to get clear on, it's it's a bit of a gratitude journal. What do I love? What am I doing that I love? You know, is it the people? Is it, you know, certain types of the work? Is it the company itself? Is it whatever? Really just getting clear on what you love about it. The next one is, What am I doing in my current job that I would want to stop doing in my next position? We're not suggesting that you are going to be looking for a job anytime soon. Maybe you have no intention of leaving your current employer, but this is an opportunity for you to think about what am I willing to let go of? So even if you don't change jobs, maybe you would have an opportunity to eliminate that responsibility from your job arsenal, your job duties. Um, because you've recognized that it's something that is what we call a burnout skill in, in coaching. So it's something that you're good at, but you don't enjoy doing anymore. Maybe you never enjoyed doing it. So what is it that I could stop doing in my next position? Or maybe I could stop doing it in this position. The next question is my predominant emotion about work is fill in the blank. So what do I mean by emotion? I'm talking about Words like sad, angry, frustrated, unfulfilled, um, or the flip side would be valued, complete, challenged. So what is the predominant emotion about work? And then is that the emotion I want to be having 
And if not, what can I do about it? Here's the thing about the emotion that you write down. It is 100% within your capacity to change it. And it's not anybody else's responsibility to do that. So your boss doesn't have to change. Your company doesn't have to change. Your job duties don't have to change in order for you to change your predominant emotion about the the job that you have. Doesn't mean that you'll have that predominant emotion every day. So if you're seeking, like the one that I want is, you know, right now I'm feeling unfulfilled and I want to feel fulfilled. It's not going to happen overnight and it's not going to happen every day and with everything that you do. But once you recognize that, then you can start to come up with a plan to become more fulfilled, to feel more fulfilled at work without anything else changing. Next, what fulfillment do I get out of my job? So what is it that I, what's the, you know, I, I get fulfilled. So if I were to use myself as an example, my fulfillment is seeing really great people who have unlimited potential reach their potential. They're missing a few pieces. They have all the subject matter knowledge. They have all the education. They have great experience. They have great references, all of those things. But if they don't have a great resume, a great LinkedIn profile, a job search strategy that works for them, they don't know how to interview, they're not going to land their dream job. So I'm completing the loop for them. And that's where I get fulfillment from. So where do you get fulfillment? The next question is the flip side of that. What fulfillment don't I get out of my job? So what is it that I, that fulfills me that I'm not getting here? So am I getting that fulfillment elsewhere? That's the second part of that question. So maybe your thing is I'm a very creative person. I'm very creative. I'm an artist and I don't use that in my work and that's okay, right? So you know, maybe you've decided you don't want to try to earn a living being an artist, but it's so fulfilling to you. So are you painting, performing, doing whatever kind of art you love to do outside of work? Are you maybe involved in some nonprofit organizations or some volunteer groups where you get to use that? Maybe you get to be a docent at an art museum and that, you know, a volunteer on the weekends. So make sure that if there's anything kind of nagging and itch and, you know, needs to be scratched, are you getting that outside of work? Next question, where have I gone stale in my current role and how can I resolve that? So really taking a look, again, not being mad at yourself or being hard on yourself, but taking a an honest look at where have I taken my foot off of the gas in this work and what can I do about that? How can I get that mojo back again? It's totally an inside job. Nobody else has to change anything for you to decide Oh, you know, I used to be much more on top of my employee management, especially in the first 90 days on the job. And I've kind of gone lax on that because there's been so much on my plate and now we're working remotely. So here's my plan to get that back. Next, what do I think about myself as a professional, as a colleague, as a boss, as an employee? And do those thoughts serve me? So really thinking about what you think about. How do I view myself as in my role in this company, my role in my profession, my role in my department? And do those thoughts serve me? Do those beliefs about myself serve me? Or are there some that I might want to work on? We've done a lot of podcasts about changing your thoughts about you know, a lot of things. So you can look at some of those older podcasts to get more of a deep dive on changing your thoughts. Um, But it has to start with an awareness of what you're currently thinking. You cannot improve your thoughts in a way that serves you better if you aren't aware of what you're currently thinking. 
This is one of my favorite questions of all time. What chaos would I introduce into my professional life right now if I weren't afraid of the consequences? Now, don't misunderstand the word chaos to mean something negative. It's an an up an upending of things, an upheaval. There is I'm I'm creating I'm creating change basically. Let's think about it that way. What change would I introduce into my professional life right now if I weren't afraid of the con- of the consequences? I don't want to lead you down any particular roads in thinking about that question. I think it's more fun to leave it wide open. But what's it, it really is speaking to what's that itch that's not being scratched? What's that dream that's gl- being left unfulfilled? So what chaos would I introduce into my professional life right now if I weren't afraid of the consequences? Next. Fill in the blank. When people at work think of me, they think dot, dot, dot. So what do others think about me? Not because I want you to be concerned with what others think about you, but I want you to think about, this is almost like a, a do-it-yourself 360 review, right? What do others think about me? Spend some time thinking about, do I like that? Is that what I want others to think about me? Is there something I want them to think about me that they're not thinking now and I can make some changes so that they can think that? Again, not because I'm trying to manipulate other people or because what they think about me matters, but because I want to put out a certain professional stance, a professional persona. And if I'm not putting out the one that I want to, I want to work on that. Next question. What goal can I set for myself in 2021 that would change everything? What goal can I set for myself in 2021 that would change everything? Again, I don't want to go down too many roads of specificity on this one. It could be something personal. It could be something professional. uh, It could be something small. It could be something huge. But what goal? Next, the thing I am best at in my work is fill in the blank. Am I leveraging this in the best possible way? So this is, you know, hey, I'm really good at this thing and, you know, really spending some time thinking, am I getting the most mileage out of that thing that I possibly can? Am I utilizing it to its maximum benefit? Next, something I love to do that I don't get to do enough of, or I don't get to do it at all, or I don't get to do it enough at work is blank. How can I incorporate this strength more? So what is this thing that I don't get to do? You know, I want to lead people. I want to I want to do more safety talks and safety work. Um, I really love it when I get to train, you know, employees on IT applications. Whatever it is, you're either not getting to do it at all in this job or it's just not enough. You want more of it. So coming up with a, a strategy for incorporating that more. And then the final question, five years from now, I want dot, dot, dot. I'm going to leave that one wide open for you to go in any direction that you want to. So five years from now, so the end of 2025, December 2025, um, this is an exercise that I love to play with in my head. Sometimes I write it down, but many times I just, I talk it out in my, when I have free, I call it free brain space. I'm driving somewhere, I'm walking, you know, the dog or, or whatever, I'm cleaning or something. But just thinking about what do I want my life to look like? I actually went through this process very recently because I was trying to make some decisions about kind of big life, major life decisions. And I thought, you know what? I'm trying to figure out the next step. I think what I want to do is go five years from now and work backwards because I think that's good. And it did. It actually made it much clearer what choices I should make in the near term when I really thought about where I want to be in five years. So December 2025, I want dot, dot, dot. I hope these questions have been 
food for thought for you, uh, unemployed folks, um, to think about, you know, just, uh, you know, where where can I make some shifts that are going to make me more, I'm going to feel more fulfilled at work, I'm going to feel more useful, and, and my, my skills will be more maximized, I want to be more spent at work in the sense of, I'm giving you I'm giving you the fullness of my of the, of my riches. I'm giving you the fullness of what I have and, and can bring to the table. All right, guys, check me out on the socials, LinkedIn, Lisa.edwards. Be sure to spell my first name right, L-E-S-A. You can find me on Instagram at Lisa.edwards, and you can find me on Facebook at the Exclusive Career Coaching. Um, a reminder, every Thursday at four, minus some holiday weeks here that we have coming up, you will find me on uh, a webinar free of charge, four o'clock Eastern. And uh, so we'll we'll be starting those back up in, in January and uh, you have to register to attend. So look for the registration link in the show notes. I want to let you know that I'm going to take a few weeks off over the holidays as many podcasters are. So Uh, don't worry when you don't see me until the new year. That's just me having a little bit of downtime with family and friends and just recharging my batteries, planning for the new year. So I will see you in January. And until then, take care. You've been listening to the Exclusive Career Coach with Lisa Edwards, CEO of Exclusive Career Coaching. It would be great if you would rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast. Also, I want to be your career coach, so be sure to ask questions about your career management challenges and job search situation. Until next time.